0: Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared, a
1: horror movie podcast.
0: If you're a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word.
1: Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared, or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. For joining us this morning. This morning. It's morning time. It's morning time.
0: Um, we're here to talk about 2019's Us. From- I'm glad you didn't just
1: say like we're here to talk about us. Talk about us. Because we are kind of. I'm just so into myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking um- a detour on this podcast. <laughs> um,
0: yeah so of course Jordan Peele's amazing follow-up to Get Out which is mm-hmm. Us. Uh, released in 2019 but before we dive into any of that
1: what is new with you Katie um holidays yay holidays <sighs> I know I love Christmas though I love this you love Christmas I love Christmas <laughs> I love this time of year um I love that makes one of us. and I love uh <laughs> seasonal attire and um embarrassing accessories and shirts out in public those sorts of things. Um, but also, like like yesterday uh, morning, I went to brunch with two of my best friends from growing up. Like one, some of my best friends since like seventh grade and the other one since high school. And they both live in the Bay Area now. Um, and their, their kids are younger than mine. Like one of them, she's got a kindergartner and a second grader. And the other one's got like a kindergartner and a baby. Um, and so it's not not we, always easy to <laughs> get together. Yes. Um, I remember I, those days, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're pretty stuck at home. And then, I mean, and they, they both, you know, work full time and have very busy schedules. Um, and the last time we actually, the three of us got together was for our birthdays. Cause our birthdays are within like a three week span in May and June. Um, and that's, so that's the last time the three of us were together was last june
0: it reminds me of that <laughs> meme where it's like adults trying to make plans with each other until one of them dies
1: yep. and it's like a meme of like skeletons yeah yeah <laughs> um but we we make it happen um and we we always do it once around christmas time to exchange gifts and um and so we went to brunch at this awesome like soul food place um in oakland and uh you know, like that's actually we were supposed to. Uh, spoiler alert to listeners: we were supposed to record last night. I was supposed to be here for dinner and recording last night, mm-hmm. but I, I brunched think you made too really hard. Good fillets, steak I know, fillets. I
0: felt so bad. You got one for you. Yeah, who ate it? I think we gave some to the dog.
1: Oh my god! You're welcome, Anara. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty juiced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why she was so excited to see me this morning. She's like, "Who's this dummy?" Yeah, total dummy. But yeah, like, last night, I had that whole like you know mimosa brunch crash in the afternoon, and I hadn't finished my recap yet, and I'm trying to like you know struggle through it. And I also felt a little bit because my husband and son are in Minnesota this weekend Ooh, Ooh, ugh, for hockey. Cold. Yeah, for real. Um, and so it's just me and Grace. And, you know, she's very independent. and She does her own thing a lot of the time. And um, so I don't think twice about like oh well the boys are gone so I can't do anything because I have to be home for her. Um, She usually could give two shits about spending time (laughs) with me Um, but last night when I asked her she was like oh yeah we could have dinner and then and like watch a movie and she um, i was like what do you want to watch and usually we're like oh, i don't know and then we're scrolling and looking through streaming services and trying to pick something so someone falls asleep and yeah. then you go to bed <laughs> but this time she was like um, she was like i'm behind in my holiday movies like there's been i haven't watched like very many holiday movies yet um and so she picked white christmas and so we were watching that while we were eating dinner and then um but then when that was done and i was like ready to go back and finish my us recap she's like want to watch another one i was like of course I do child that doesn't usually want to spend time with me. And I totally expected it to be like eat my dust once this movie <laughs> was over. Um, so then we ended up watching the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. <laughs> oh, I hate that one. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, it's funny. It's not my favorite either. Um and so when she suggested, I was like, "Ooh, really? But then she's like, I love it. She's like, that's one of my favorites. I love Jim Carrey and I love Christine Baranski. And I was like, oh, I always forget Christine Baranski's in that. Oh, from Kirby um, from Enthusiasm or um, something, someone else? no that's not um, Christine Baranski that's Cheryl Hines in Curb Your Enthusiasm Christine oh, Baranski okay. was in she was in The Birdcage she was in Mamma Mia she, you would absolutely remember her and she's like okay. an incredibly talented singer and dancer in <gasps> addition to being a comedian I know who you're talking about now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so Grace is a big fan, fan of hers um and so she had, so the options she had given me for the second movement, I'm just rambling about this, was um, Krampus, which I haven't watched yet this year, Okay, um, The Grinch and Elf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, neither your dad or your brother would want to watch Krampus. Um, so that would be a good option. I was like, but your brother might want to watch Elf. And I'm like, and I don't really want to watch The Grinch. But then when she started talking about it, I was like, you know, maybe I haven't given it a fair shake. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. Um And uh, I wasn't really super in the mood for Krampus because I knew like I had to get back to my us recap and everything. So we ended up watching The Grinch and it's like it is pretty amusing. And I was watching it and I was like, you know, this is pretty incredible what they did with the makeup. I was like this this should have I hope this was nominated, you know, for for an Oscar for that. Turned out it won Mm -hmm. um, for best makeup design and it was nominated for um, costuming and set design. Mm -hmm. Which I think is pretty cool, because obviously it was like a holiday kids movie, which would normally never, you know, show up in the Oscars. Um, But what if you actually are watching it for that element, it's impressive what they did visually with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, if you're not, if you don't like holiday movies or you don't like Jim Carrey, you're going to fucking hate this movie.
0: (laughs) I like Jim Carrey. I just thought, I don't know, I get annoyed. Like, I think my children asked to watch it last year and I said, okay, sure. Because I'm not gonna say no, right? But I turned it on and I, I pretty, I, I'm like 95% sure I fell asleep, but my body rejected it. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, nope, we're gonna do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and then I woke up later, and I was almost over, and I was like, oh, thank God,
1: <laughs> I, I escaped it. But yeah, so like just, just holiday, holiday fun stuff, um, kind of nice and and chill this weekend before our last day of school before break. But mm-hmm.
0: what's new yeah. with you? I mean, kind of a lot of the same getting gifts, figure now. Um, we're going to be traveling and, you know, to going to ocean uh, Oceanside area to spend time with Victor's family. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to do like, I think um, a, f- a bunch of us are going to stay in an Airbnb near where his mom lives because uh-huh. it would be impossible for all- us all to stay in her smaller house. And uh we're gonna do our holiday games and all that stuff you know, and but, reindeer games, yeah, <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> um but since I hate having to haul down all the holiday or the Christmas gifts down oh, when we yeah. travel, we're gonna open all of our presents on Thursday, yeah, because we're traveling Friday,, mm-hmm. so anyway. Um, but then what else have we been doing? Oh, listening to the Wondering podcast about twin flames.
1: Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. Because the... you watched the documentary for that, I right? I watched
0: it. i had never really heard of it. I watched the documentary and I was like, interesting. And then I listened to one of a podcast I really like a lot. It's called Sinisterhood and mm-hmm. they cover all sorts of things. And so I listened to their three part episode or, um, a series, I guess, about the Twin Flames universe, and they kept referencing um, a Wondery podcast, because Wondery is very, matter of fact, it's not funny. Yeah, or,
1: it's just you know. informational. Yes,
0: it's super informational, so I've started listening to it because it's free for Amazon Prime subscribers, oh, okay. so an ad free so I've been listening to what I've been doing, mundane, boring things like laundry and mm-hmm. dishes. Listen, just, you know, You've know, been expanding your knowledge base L- on that one specific topic. Listening to that crazy stuff, <laughs> which is crazy. But I, speaking of gifts, and I'm just remember, there's something behind you I have to give you.
1: I'm going to give it to you live right now. Oh, my God. I felt like I knew this was going to happen because I don't. Listeners, I do not have Meredith's Christmas gift with me today. I do not have it yet. It's not wrapped. wrap. <laughs> that makes me feel a little better. I got it don't look at it or do Wait, look at it don't
0: don't be upset that it's not wrapped oh
1: okay I'll pretend it was Shh, that's the tearing paper <laughs> oh my oh my god listeners it is the softest fuzzy blanket covered with book covers of Stephen King books oh <gasps> Happy oh. Festivus! It's a Festivus for the rest of us horror fans. Thank you. You're welcome. That is very thoughtful now and on a la- brand for me. Like totally going to take this to my classroom. You
0: definitely should. Yeah. I saw that. I said, "Oh, I know one person who
1: needs that. Who needs this? <laughs> who I cannot live without." Well, and honestly, it's kind of impressive that I don't already own this. Yeah. What so are you even doing with your on life? That. I don't know. I was waiting. I was waiting for somebody who really sees. me. Me, <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> to well, gift me with welcome.
1: this. I, well, it's perfect <laughs> too because you always have your what we do in the shadows lap blanket when we're recording, and I'm always kind of like, why is she cold in here? Like, it's not cold in this room. I don't know, but it's, it's just snuggly, it's maybe snuggly and comfy, yeah. cozy. I. I play
0: video games with a lap blanket on. Yeah. Like, it's like a security thing. I'm, I'm like a perpetually old person Aww. in a wheel you You're know, like, in, my a, bones. in a, <laughs> one of those old-timey wicker, yeah. you know, wicker chairs that yep. they Snapping push, beans. get pushed around <laughs> and they have a blanket. Yeah. But I am actually cold all the time. Yeah. I always have cold, frig- freezing fingers. Victor mm-hmm. can attest to this. Yeah. I'm like... Put my, I slide my cold, frigid hand under his.
1: Hot <laughs> and he's like, "What did I do to deserve when he's this?" He's in bed. I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I do that too." Because Tom runs really hot too. Yeah, um, it, and I so mean, it's like, "Oh, get over here! I need, I need the body heat." And yeah. then, and then it's like, "Oh, now all of a sudden, like now I'm sweating because he's like, you know, 110 degrees." Yes. I'm like, well, you yeah. did your job. Get away from I me. I mean, there's
0: times I <laughs> cast off my blanket. Yeah. But or just one leg out. I'm like. <laughs> but if I'm cold, because I just had the windows open in here, too. So yeah. I'm, ch- I'm chilly. But anyway, moving on. Moving
1: on. We are here to talk about us. Mm-hmm. The film, not us. Yeah. Yeah. We've already talked about us. Now we're going to talk about us with a capital U. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So as you mentioned, this was um, Jordan Peele's um, sophomore presentation to the world of horror. (gasps) And Get Out was enormously successful and well-received. And so just like with Hereditary and Midsummer, like there was, I think, a lot of excitement and expectations for Mm -hmm. this one. And I feel like this absolutely lived up
0: yeah i don't know I, like if i this mean people loved midsummer not i'm not one Ugh. of those people Ugh. but <laughs> people really i liked that yeah so i i'm not one of those people but i really loved this movie yeah so. and
1: i know i think we i've said this before and i don't know that you agree but i actually um to some extent prefer this to get out
0: i think that there's part of There's some part that I kind of would agree about that. To me, Get Out makes me feel more like
1: a Twilight Zone kind of thing. And this is, like, Um, scarier.
0: Definitely. And there's definitely more... um, I think that Get Out, is it's more sinister. It's more calculated. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is calculation in Us, too, but there's a lot more gore. There's stabbing. There's... Beheading, kind of almost guts, <laughs> guts, <laughs> guts. Um, but I also have a lot of fun facts to share too. Later. Can't wait. Well, then I'll get in because and
1: Jordan Peele's quotes and stuff. So I did try to. I mean, it's it's a longish recap. Um, it's a even long for me. Well, and it's yeah. it's so nuanced and detailed. Like you just want to describe every every scene and every like monologue and and I had to leave out like so many of the humorous bits, which is one of the things we have talked about that we love in this so much. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to jump in. Um, for those because I'm like I just don't have time to talk about everything that's so amazing so many
0: aspects I mean all of the different things were thought out and planned
1: yeah very intentional
0: very very intentional so it's hard to gloss over that sometimes but
1: and I'm I sure also, you know, it was also intentional that I wore this uh, shirt today. Um, I'm this is my one of my Christmas uh, tops, a uh, red sweatshirt with the Santa <gasps> hat and mustache on the front, mm-hmm. um, because we, as we mentioned last time, the Christmas uh, thread of connection mm-hmm. for this movie was the red jumpsuits that the tethers yes. wear. Family squabbles. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. Um, Family time can be challenging at the and, holidays. Um, you need scissors to cut wrapping rapping paper, paper. And absolutely and you rapping. need fireplace pokers Not that i went, no cuz i haven't been doing okay yule yes, log yes the yule log all right <clears throat> so the film um, opens with text on screen over the subtle, subtle sound of waves crashing and gulls crying and the text reads there are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the continental united states abandoned subway systems unused service routes and deserted mine shafts Many have no known purpose at all. So it's like, ooh, just out the gate. You're like, what the fuck? Bold people, bold people. (laughs) Um, Then it cuts to a TV screen showing a commercial for Hands Across America in 1986. And one of the phrases used in the commercial is, six million people will tether themselves together to fight hunger in the United States. Um, So just little little, um, nuggets, just Mm -hmm. starting to drop little nuggets for Mm -hmm. us. Um, but now we're at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, and a little girl, Addie, is celebrating her birthday with her parents. She picks as a Midway Prize a Thriller T-shirt, and as they're walking, listens to her parents argue for a while. And this is the part where we have that Lost Boys reference, mm-hmm. where um, the we know that this is supposed to be taking place in 86, and the um, mom says to the dad, uh, they're filming something over by the carousel, like you should go try and be an extra or whatever.
0: And you're like, oh, yay,
1: just a little Easter egg. Mm -hmm. Um, And all the while, Addie's observing the behaviors of random people in the crowd that they're walking past just here and there, like a couple feeding each other, a couple playing Rochambeau, um, you know, people on on rides and things like that, just observing the actions going on around her. Um, In a few minutes, her mom heads to the bathroom and her dad is playing a game. So, of course, she naturally wanders away Mm -hmm. down onto the sand. And on her way off of the boardwalk, she passes this hippie looking guy who's holding a sign that reads Jeremiah 1111. So you're like, yay, there's always been religious fanatics at the boardwalk. Yay. Mm -hmm. Um, So from the beach, she's drawn to a fun house that's called Vision Quest. Find yourself. The inside is abandoned. There's no one else um, in the funhouse. And it's, it's not being manned by anybody. No, so. <laughs> it's comp- there's no one there. <laughs> yeah. But it's open and it's operational. Sure. Like the, there's voiceover and lights and an owl jumping out the wall. Which and all is this narrated stuff. by Jordan,
0: Jordan Peel. by the way. Is doing uh, fun fact number one. I fun did not fact. know that.
1: That's awesome. And on the side of the ride, or that ride, it says get out. So. Oh, I little, missed that, little too. Little nuggets
0: of fun. Very cool.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, it's very spooky in there, even before the power goes out, which naturally uh, freaks her out. Right. Um, and then the uh, funhouse mirrors make her struggle to find the exit, so she starts to whistle, you know, maybe kind of like whistling past a graveyard, trying to... Kind of um, self-comforting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, suddenly she hears another whistle, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, she sees a reflection that is no mirror because Mm -hmm. it's actually she is looking at the back of her own head. And you're like, "Uh, what? And then it just cuts to a close up of her terrified face. That's all we see in that moment. And then we cut directly to the image of a bunny in a cage. Um, And the credits are rolling with creepy kid chanting music as the camera pulls out slowly to show a wall of 100 cages, each holding a bunny um, that seems to be in some sort of classroom. And one of the things I remember noticing uh, when we saw this in the theater, because we did, which is worth note, we did see this in the theater together Mm -hmm. with a group of friends. Yes. um, That uh, the rabbits in the cages are like 99% white rabbits. And there's like one brown bunny and then like one spotted bunny and all the rest of the bunnies are white.
0: Well, there's definitely intent. Also, the the chanting is nonsense words. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, so I think Jordan Peele <laughs> said, I wanted, it's like children singing, but it was like something that's making
1: it, it's creepy. It's because, more unsettling because yeah. it's not real words. Right. Because usually they just, they just use Latin in that scenario yes. because then you're like, we don't know what it means, so it doesn't matter what they're saying, but we know it's a language, so it's not bothering us.
0: Yeah. It, ha- it kind of makes me think of the
1: O and it's like, do, not do, not do, 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 Watch out for the Latin. Um, so now it's present day, and this adorable nuclear family is pulling up to a vacation house in the beautiful mountains. They eat lunch and have family time. But with the mention of meeting up with friends at the beach, the mom, Addie, or Adelaide, asks, what beach? Um, and is a little wary when the dad, whose name is Gabe, says, Santa Cruz. Um I love Gabe. Oh, he's he's, so funny. He's such a standout in this. Um, (laughs) Well, I love the actor anyway. He's great. I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. What else is he in?
0: He's in um, Black Panther. He plays one of the guys. He's the gorilla tribe leader. He's the yeah, and he's always like, we're gonna just beat their asses all the time. (laughs) And he's so funny. And um, okay, I really, I really enjoy him. So he's worked with Lupita Nyong'o before. Yes, they're both in the that. franchise
1: all right (laughs) um so the other two members of the family we meet um is the son jason who often throughout the movie is sporting this plastic chewbacca mask that he will (laughs) have like up on the top of his head and occasionally will pull it down but most often it's up on the top of his head Mm -hmm. um and then his sister zora though she's she's older and he's younger um, so now we have a flashback to young Addie after her traumatic experience in the funhouse. Um, and the parents are meeting with a psychologist to address the issue that she hasn't spoken since that night. So she wandered off. She got, you know, something happened to her when her parents found her. Now she's not speaking. So they're like, we you know, they don't know what happened to her. Some like, kind of
0: PTSD is Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: the doctor tells them to encourage Addie to pursue um, arts to communicate, particularly dance. Um, And back to present day, uh, Addie is pushing back against going to the beach, but Gabe does talk her into it. Uh, Looking for Jason in their vacation house, Addie ends up in the basement where there's a ballet bar and mirror and she finds an old toy bunny and she reminisces about dancing as a young girl. Uh, Meanwhile, Jason is pranking Zora upstairs, but then he gets stuck in this closet when it closes and locks behind him, which is like, you know, something that's happened before. That's something this closet does. Um, and then next, the three of them, Addy, Jason, and Zora, follow the sound of a horn to the lake where Gabe is showing off the new boat that he's Crying, bought. Crap, such a piece of shit boat, and he is so proud. He's like, like it leans to the side left. It leans to the left. And then like, the motor stops working. He's like, no, no, he told me how to do this. You just he's like, kicking it. it. <laughs> and they're standing on the docks like, are you fucking kidding he's me? He's like, that's a piece of trash. <laughs> yeah. And this is a point where he's, you see. He's pretty um, juiced. Yeah it's <laughs> so cute. Um, and they're just they're such a clearly such a sweet family, like their connection, their bond is very close. Um, and then but this also point where we see Zora is wearing a T-shirt that has a, a white rabbit pattern on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And then also the toy, like I mentioned, that um, Addie was looking at down in the basement from her childhood was a bunny. Mm-hmm. And so the bunnies, are, it's one of the elements that keeps coming back. Very consistent. In the story. Um, Okay, so now the family is arriving at the boardwalk um, and as they're driving down, you know, one of and anybody who's been to Santa Cruz boardwalk. um, This is all so, so familiar, like the the streets, the traffic, the parking, the like that whole, you know, few blocks area around Santa Cruz Beach boardwalk um, is very familiar. Like if it's something that you've visited uh, growing up or whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean, we live so close. Yeah but I've never gone because I don't like people. Yeah, it's, it,
1: yeah, it's, it's can be know. sketchy. During yeah. the day, it's a little better. Um, But, yeah, I only went once growing up, you know, like, because I lived in Sacramento, so it's not right. like it was close by, but we started yeah. taking our kids there, uh, like, once every summer when they were little. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, you know, I've been with our Girl Scout troop a couple of times and everything. Um, right. yeah. But it is, it's just very, if you've been there a handful of times, like, seeing this footage, it's just like, you're right there.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, yeah. yes, I've been, I've been on that street, I've seen that homeless person. <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so speaking of, they're um, driving. They drive slowly past um, an ambulance where an old man is being loaded in, and Addie sees that this old man is holding a battered cardboard sign that says Jeremiah eleven eleven. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh shit. Oh, um, familiar, much? Mm-hmm, maybe. Out on the sand, they meet up with another family. So, this is Josh and Kitty, are the parents, and then twin teen daughters, Lindsay and Becca. And Kitty is Elizabeth Moss, who's another like real standout, I think. Oh, I love her. In this movie, like she's it's a very small part, Mm -hmm. but she does some really, really good work with it. Um, she's such a, she's such a like superficial, like whatever, like you, she talks about how she was going to be an actress before she got pregnant and um, getting a little work done on her face and it's wine o'clock and it's vodka o'clock and like she's just so cliche. <laughs> and her
0: husband's like, oh, mommy needs her medicine. <laughs> yeah, they're such a cliche <laughs> and he's douchey like, what do you family. Say?
1: what do you say? She's like, I hate you. I hate you? Is and I'm it? like, oh man. And then they've got like these just bitchy twin girls that yeah. are just like rude and, and sullen and you're like, ugh. So this yeah. whole family is just so smarmy. Family of do- douches. Douches. Douche <laughs> family. Um, but you,
0: I think the connection is their friend, the husbands are friends friend, with each yeah. other or from college, I think. And yeah. I don't know, they connect with each other yeah, in that way. Like, but the um, rest of the th-
1: Family don't. Or, like, whatever. Like, they, yeah. you know, see each other rarely, but kind of know each other. But the kids aren't friends. And, yeah. you know, even Kitty and, and Addie, like, they, you know, are trying to chat. But it's not like they're, they're girlfriends. Like, they're close no. or whatever. Right. Um, and also,
0: Adelaide does comment she has a hard time making a small talk. Yes. So, because she's, like... Yeah, she's Mm. like, I'm not good at that. Not with you. No, (laughs) I she didn't say that, but I got that impression. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: it it could also be, you know, reference to what you know we learn later about Um, conversation and speaking. Yeah, yeah, too. Um, So uh, during the beach visit, Jason heads off to use a porta potty, um, and upon coming out, he sees a man standing on the beach in a trench coat with his arms outstretched, and there's blood dripping from his fingers. So that's their first like problematic. Image that we're seeing—that's um, mm-hmm. you know indicating what's coming. Um, Addie notices that Jason's gone and like freaks the fuck out. Is like running around and screaming and panicking for obvious reasons. Um, but he returns unharmed, yeah. and she's, she's like, "Yeah, let's—we're going now." She's pretty on edge to begin yes, with. And yeah, absolutely. Kind of
0: was not she couldn't see him, so yeah, um, freaking out. <clears throat>
1: So that night everyone's um heading to bed when Addy's saying goodnight to Jason, he notices it's eleven eleven PM on the clock and she's like, the I game's don't love that. eleven to eleven also. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Game eleven to Very eleven. Cool. It's eleven to eleven. Um, and she also, (laughs) Addie sees a drawing that Jason has done of the beach that day and the figure that he saw. And it's like a really creepy image. And she's like, yeah, don't love this either. Not liking any of this. Yeah. Um, later Addie tells Gabe that she wants to leave. She wants to go back home, leave the, you know, leave Santa Cruz or leave the house. And she tells him the story of her childhood experience, um, which is kind of surprising like she wouldn't have told him that before because clearly they've been together for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says how she still feels like the girl she saw in the mirror maze is pursuing her, like she's still after her. And so all of these coincidences and everything are really, like you said, putting her on edge.
0: And she also says something like, I don't feel like myself. Yeah. And he says the line, you, you look, look like, like yourself. yourself. And I think that's pretty
1: uh, yeah. in- interesting <clears throat> considering
0: yeah. what happens next. So many, like <laughs> everything
1: that happens gains so much weight and meaning on a rewatch. Definitely. Of this film, once you know what's coming. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, then suddenly the power goes out. And in the darkness, Jason appears and announces, there's a family in our driveway. Right. <laughs> and then Gabe's like, there's no family in our driveway. There's and no then they're family? all standing at the window. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, there's a family in <laughs> So there are um, four figures standing out there in the dark, holding hands without moving. And while Addie calls 911, Gabe head, heads out to talk to them, but they don't respond or move. And so he returns inside. Yeah, get
0: off our property. Well, they, the first one, he's like, I if y'all get- are out
1: here to, like, scare people or whatever, like, you know, you could just move on down the road, whatever. And then they, nothing happens. So he's a little spooked by that. So he comes back inside. they're just
0: standing inside. stock still. They're just yeah. standing there not responding at all and he's
1: like okay Okay. (laughs) and he backs out of there um so inside he gets a a baseball bat and goes back out and starts talking tough and that's part where he delivers that perfect line y'all want to get crazy we could get crazy we can get crazy (laughs) and then red does it. Yeah, a little clicky sound. Click, <laughs> and you're like, ah. Yeah, and so the figures finally move after that noise, and some are scattering, and the largest uh, starts striding toward Gabe, who's like, "Fuck this!" and runs back inside. I know. Inside. He's like, uh. um, it's. Um, meanwhile, or she, um, mom, Ad- Addie said, "Get your shoes on." Yeah, she like tells <laughs> get, you like, get, get "Zora, great. put your shoes on." Yeah, like she's not. Yeah, it's like. Um, the opposite of all of the horror movie cliches of like I'm gonna like run upstairs in a towel you know I'm gonna like making yourself deliberately vulnerable not being prepared for danger not being ready to respond to danger Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know you know you could also make like a racial commentary on that of the like inherent safety that certain ethnic groups feel like the white blondes in um, horror movies where they're like nothing could ever happen to me Mm -hmm. why would I have to take care of myself and then you talk about a popular that possibly have had to deal with more bullshit in their lives well you see that a lot in um dawn of the dead basically especially the remake they're, yeah. they're
0: like we're not no one's going to protect us we yeah. have to we gotta take care of take ourselves your, like we have on. to be you get your
1: shit together <laughs> we have to be smart we have to look out for ourselves and be prepared because bad shit happens yeah, and i yeah. think that that's the difference if you have characters who have lived a life where yes bad shit happens to you versus characters who are like nothing bad has ever happened to me in my entire life Very rose-colored glasses. Absolutely. Uh, So, anyway. So I was ready.
0: Yeah. She's ready
1: to go. (laughs) So, um you know Gabe's gone back inside the house he's trying to lock the door um, but it's being beaten against but then we also see kind of an over the shoulder shot of um, a figure who by the silhouette we can tell is carrying giant scissors and whistling the same tune that Addie did as a child and that figure picks up a rock which turns out to be a hide key with a house key inside and she unlocks the door so you're like how the fuck did she know mm-hmm. there was a key in there mm-hmm. and that's another funny like line I didn't put in my notes but she um, she uh, Addie whispers like oh the hide key and gabe goes what the fuck kind of white shit is that (laughs) they have a -a heineke at the house oh god yeah um but before long all four figures from the driveway are inside the house they're all wearing red coveralls um and after the both families are gathered in the living room jason is like just sitting and stunned on the couch and he observes it's us Because Mm -hmm. there is a counterpart to each of them in Mm -hmm. this group of four individuals. The mother whose name is Red. I mean, she doesn't introduce herself as Red, but that's what her character is called. So that's what I'm going to call. And actually, like, the names of all of the tethers, I had to look up on IMDb. Because Mm -hmm. except for Abraham Mm -hmm. and Pluto, I don't Mm -hmm. remember them ever saying the daughter's name.
0: Ombre? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember either.
1: Um, but oh, it's, I gave
0: to a daughter. Ombre, I think, is when she was she gave, I think she was delivering her like kind of little monologue. Yeah,
1: she she monologues quite a, a crazy, bit. Crazy,
0: ho- a horrible ch- devil child. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, and Ombre's just like juiced and smiling. She's she like, yep, creepiest smile. Oh, well, um, yeah. So, Red <laughs> begins speaking in this, like, struggling voice, like, like you know, she physically can't get the words out there, and she's, like, choking on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts telling a story about a girl and her, quote, shadow, who were tethered together. Um, she describes an ugly duality of the shadow's experience in life compared to the girl, comparing the soft, cushy toys and, like, the cold, sharp toys. And then she says the girl's food was served to her hot and delicious while the... the um Shadow had to eat rabbit raw and bloody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, you know, the two sides of the coin of their experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can obviously understand because Red is Lupita Nyong'o, that she is the tether of Addy. She also, Red names her husband Abraham and the children, Umbre, who is Zora's uh, tether, and Pluto, Mm -hmm. who is the tether of Jason. And Mm -hmm. so now we've met this whole second... Mirror family or yeah. shadow family, you could say. Um, so Red mm-hmm. makes Addie handcuff herself to a table and then Abraham drags Gabe out of the house. Um, next, Red commands Zora to run. And like, <laughs> like, like it's like, a game. Girl. Run! <laughs> run! <laughs> um, and then, obviously, for the uh, intention of Umbre to, to chase her. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's like a game because she doesn't, Umbre doesn't start running right away. She's, like, standing there with that evil grin, just, like, mm-hmm. kind of giving Zora a head start before mm-hmm. she starts after her. Um, and they run off into the night. And then Red sends the boys off to, quote, play together. hmm Um, So Jason and Pluto and Jason takes Pluto into the closet that he'd been playing in earlier before. And we get, you know, some fun times with Pluto's uh, pyro tendencies. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And he also mimics all of Jason's movements. Yeah. Like he
1: mirrors them. Mm hmm. Um, he seems to be like the least independently minded. Although mm-hmm. Abraham's not great
0: either. Well, and Red's also the only one who can speak. Right. But
1: everyone else is like doing grunts and clicks and, yeah. and groaning. Yeah. Well, and like the kids don't even really seem to try, but Abraham does, and he's it's like, like a... Ugh. Ugh. yeah. Like he knows what speaking is supposed to look like and seem like, but he can't and actually he's do it. Squinting a
0: lot. Yeah. Which is funny
1: because. But yeah. then he takes he takes Gabe's glasses. Yeah. And and puts them on. And he's like, oh shit. This is nice. Yeah, okay. I can see. (laughs) So outside, Abraham is um, yelling at Gabe, and I put, like, clearly without the capacity for real speech, and then he knocks Gabe out. Um, Inside, uh, you know, Jason and Pluto are lighting matches in the closet. Down the road, Zora is still trying to escape Umbre. um, As they're, like, playing this little peekaboo game around this parked car, they're interrupted by the neighbor, the owner of the car, who distracts Umbre um, and gets stabbed with Scissors.
0: the fuck off my car. Yeah, what what are you doing? Because somebody's like
1: standing completely up on the roof of the car and he's like, get down. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> so she kills him with her scissors um, and Zora's able to run away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, back at the house, Um, it's just Addie and Red still in the living room with Addie handcuffed to the table and Addie asks Red what she wants. Red explains that the day that she's waited for for so long is like coming and she calls it the untethering. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, that's ominous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excuse me.
0: And she also says, when she hands her the handcuffs, tether
1: yourself to this yeah. T- table. Yeah, that word keeps popping mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Um, now Gabe wakes up in a garbage bag in his boat being driven by Abraham. They struggle and Gabe gets knocked into the water. Both of them get knocked into the water. I don't recall. Because I think the boat is just like motoring off by itself. And the reason it loops back around is because he's like, oh, pulls to the left. Yeah. So I think they yeah. both get knocked into the water. Um, in the house, Jason manages to lock Pluto in the closet, but then when Pluto calls out, Red comes and le- and frees him. Um, but now left alone, Addie frees herself from the coffee table by getting a um, a fireplace poker, um, and so she's still handcuffed, but she's no longer attached to the table. And now she's yeah. got her her weapon for the movie, which is the fireplace poker. Yes,
0: and the handcuffs are long cuffs. Yeah, they're yeah. not it's like a pretty tiny long little chain little in
1: between cuffs. Mm -hmm. Um, so in the boat, Gabe manages to attack and kill Abraham. Um, and then Addie and Jason escape the house and find Zora. They all run to the lake, um, and get to Gabe and leap into the boat and speed away just in time because obviously like, um, Red and Pluto and, um, Umbra are all still chasing them. But Mm -hmm. since they get into the boat, they get away. Mm Mm-hmm. So now we're at Josh and Kitty's house um, while the family converses. And it's like it's again, it's a hilarious dialogue um, that I totally could have had fun spending time describing and everything because they're just such a shitty family of shitty people oh. being shitty to each other. I, I and it's love so the same funny so much. <laughs> um, but then suddenly, um, a tether of one of the twin girls appears behind her and stabs her. And then before long, um, uh, the four tethers of this family have killed all their counterparts. So Kitty, Josh, and their daughters are all dead, and the four tethers are inside the house.
0: Well, I think that well, um, Kitty's like, "There's a noise outside," and Josh is sitting in his all comfy, and he's like, yeah. well, "I'm all in my comfy yeah. spot. I'm not. I'm not going to get up. I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up.
1: You'll be fine." <laughs> Um, and so, and the best part is right before, um, you know, Kitty dies, she tries to use their, basically it's like an Amazon Alexa, except the name is Ophelia. And she tries to use Ophelia to call the police. And it's, it's like playing fuck the police by <laughs> anyway. and so then you've got like that song playing over, like, I love the, the use of songs in this too. Cause I didn't mention the, the cute scene when they're driving to boardwalk initially where the, I got five on it is on the radio mm-hmm. and they're like all kind of singing along and having like a, a kind of a funny sweet family conversation they're like it's not about drugs That's not about it. it's not about drugs it's a great song <laughs> don't do drugs <laughs> um, so you've got like that the use of that song in, in a cool way and then this one like having fucked the police like playing over this scene it's like it's another way that he Jordan Peel introduces humor but also plays with your, your feelings about mm-hmm. a setting or a scene yeah. you know because it's not just like a slasher film where people are just getting murdered and we just move on mm-hmm. like there's other elements like he really does play with your experience as the viewer by putting something like this this song in this moment
0: yeah yeah It's um, what, I think it's one of my favorite scenes honestly yeah in this it's movie. fantastic
1: yeah the scene in Kitty and Josh's house is like is definitely peak mm-hmm. um, so but now Addie's family arrives seeking help because they took the boat across the lake to Josh and Kitty's house. Um, and Josh's tether, whose name is Tex, uh, opens the door. And then Addy's like, wait, what the fuck? This isn't Josh. Because yeah. he's put on Josh's robe over uh-huh. his red jumpsuit. And he's like looking all crazy. And he's got some blood on her. And she's like, help, help. Oh, shit. So she like hits him with the poker. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he drags Addie inside. Um, and then Tex heads outside to find Gabe. Uh, or to not find Gabe, to fight Gabe. Um, And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Jason and Zora sneak inside the house um, to try and um, help Addie. They arm themselves with uh, Zora grabs a a putter and uh, Jason picks up this huge, like decorative geode (laughs) Um, and they head upstairs to try and find their mom. Um, Zora takes out both twin tethers with the putter. One, she knocks over a railing down to like the lower level of the house, and then the other one, she just like beats the shit out of, like mm-hmm. just beats her to death on the floor. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, girl, got some rage. Like she's not she's uh, messing around. She's
0: not here to play. She's here and to. And she's she's her like mom. 13.
1: She's like 12 or 13, maybe her character.
0: Yeah, I want to say about Charlotte's age. Yeah. 13,
1: 14, something like that. Um, so it's like it's you're like damn, girl, yeah, go, go, Zora, you got oh, Zora. this, like, um, you, you got this, clearly, <laughs> um, so now we have this scene, uh, where I feel like Elizabeth Moss is just amazing, because now we've got the tether, Elizabeth Moss, whose name is Dahlia, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and so her hair's, like, all stringy and dirty, and she's in the red jumpsuit, and she just looks fucking insane, and she's sitting in front of the mirror, and she's, like, smiling, yeah, in Kitty's bedroom, <laughs> like, putting on Kitty's lipstick, and, like, like you can see her like she's she's trying to um, imitate like human emotion and behavior, like making faces and like mm-hmm. smiling. And like, you know, like she knows what they're supposed to do and she's trying to manufacture it somehow. But she's like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's doing all of that. And um, Addie is uh, now ha- re handcuffed to the bed. Um, Dahlia seems like ready to kill her with her pair of scissors, but seems to stop for some reason. Um, and you're like, OK, well, not not sure what's going on there. Um, <clears throat> but Dahl- Dahlia also like has the inability to speak like she moves her face and moves her mouth and. Um, but,, uh, you know, can't can't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside, Tex and Gabe end up fighting on Texas' boat. And while Dahlia is distracted watching that out the window, Zora sneaks into the room and like tries to attack her, but Dahlia actually overpowers Zora. Um, but before Dahlia can actually hurt Zora, Jason shows up behind her and like just, bashes her head in with the geode. Mm-hmm. So that is the end of um our, our Elizabeth Moss performance <laughs> for yeah. the movie. Like A good day. Yeah. <laughs> she she's way dead. Go after back to the handmaid's tale. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Um so now, you know, Gabe is able to kill Tex in the boat. They've taken care of every the rest of the family of tethers inside the house. And so now Addie Stanley sits exhausted and stunned in Kitty and Josh's house, surrounded by bodies. So like mm-hmm. all the human bodies, all the tether bodies, there's just bodies everywhere Mm -hmm. Um, they watch some news coverage that similar attacks are happening to others just like them all the assailants wear the same red coveralls um, and the family witnesses some phone footage that shows a bunch of the tethers standing in a long line holding hands like linked together like paper dolls or, like, the image associated with Hands Across America. Mm-hmm. Um, Addie is like, wants to run. She's like, let's get in the car. We got to go. Well, let's go to Mexico. And Gabe is like, what the f- We should like stay here. We're safe here. Like, we should just hold up here. We'll be, we'll be safe. We have food, um, a generator, all yeah. that stuff. And he's like, we're safe here. And she's like, tell that to Kitty and Josh. They're right there because their bodies are just laying on the Gutted, floor next to right them. There, like, um, oh. <laughs> and, that's and then a pretty here's good like, argument, I guess. Um, but then Gabe responds, (laughs) this is another like amazing joke he's like you know we just like home alone it (laughs) and she's like tell me you did not just reference home alone (laughs) and he was like you know because he meant like booby trap the house or whatever to Mm -hmm. to make themselves more safe there um and then she's like talking about putting micro machines on the floor and i love it because then jason goes what's micro machines and zora goes what's home alone oh (laughs) and you're like oh my god (laughs) time flies um but so they do agree to leave um, and heading to the car, they realize they don't have the key, so Addie has to go back in and get it. And it turns out one of the twin tethers, the one that um, Zora just knocked over the railing, not the mm-hmm. one that she beat to death with the putter, yeah. uh, turns out that she's still alive and she, she was attacks. stunned. Yes, she was knocked out. <sighs> stunned and knocked um, out. But Addie takes care of her pretty quick, actually with um, a pair of one of the tethers own scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're out at the car and Zora's insisting on driving because she's like, dad's knee is hurt and you're handcuffed. And then they start ar- having their argument about their kill count of who's killed more tethers at that point. She's like, I killed both twins. And Addy's like, actually, I just killed the second twin. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, they're having this argument when suddenly um, Umbre appears ahead of them down and the road. Like, and they're bug like, it, get the car! Bug it. And so um, Addy jumps in the back seat and Zora, Zora tries to run Umbre down, but she, Umbre like scrambles up on top of the car. Uh, so Zora speeds up and then she slams on the brakes so that Umbre flies through the air, um, and then Addy gets out to find her and finds her like hanging, like broken in a tree. And you think maybe Addie's gonna like finish her off, but she ends up just kind of watching her die. Like it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, she might be. Even though obviously she knows that this this creature is a threat to her daughter, it still looks just like her daughter, and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, kind of struggling with that. But then Umbre um, ends up just dying of her injuries.
0: Yeah, and it was weird because she was kind of chuckling. Yeah,
1: yeah it was because weird. Yeah, she was like Umbre's character. Like she was just grinning and laughing like the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, like it was there really wasn't strange. a real range of emotion sh- showed by her character. Whereas mm-hmm. you know the other tethers, you know, I mean, I guess they all kind of had elite. Like Abraham just seems like angry. He's Pluto just mad all the time. is just kind of like clueless and uh-huh. maybe more manipulatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but Umbre was just like laughing, grinning, crazy.
0: Yeah, nuts.
1: so um by daylight so they start they drive off by daylight they're arriving back in the area of town near the boardwalk they come upon their own family car parked in the middle of the street um blazing in fire and pluto pops up um, because we know he's the pyro so addy gets out of the car with her trusty fireplace poker and she approaches him pluto pulls up his mask looks past her at jason sitting in the car and suddenly jason realizes and says get out it's a trap um, so Gabe, Zora and Jason, um, climb out of the car and it's in slow motion as Addie notices with horror that there's a trail of gasoline leading underneath the car that her family was in. Um, and, but Jason has figured something out about, um, uh, Pluto mirroring his behavior. So he harnesses that power and he raises his arms to the side and starts to walk slowly backward. And Pluto does the same walking all the way back into the flames of the other car. So that's the end of poor Pluto. Mm -hmm. Pluto who just liked fire Um, so that's one problem solved but then we see that Red was hiding behind another car and she snatches Jason carrying him away and Addie runs after them Um, So we're at the abandoned boardwalk now. It's littered with corpses. And Addie discovers the line of red-suited tethers with linked hands extending out to the ocean's edge. Uh, She knows where she needs to go. So she heads into the same fun house from her childhood. She finds the spot where she first saw her tether and locates the opening to a utility area. Then more stairs downward and more stairs. And then an escalator downward. It's like this slow descent to hell scenario. Like length of her like just going deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, she ends up in this kind of strange white space that I felt like almost looked like a hospital ward. It was like a long hallway with doors on either side to many rooms. It just um, felt very
0: government p- facility, stranger yeah, thing, Kind of sterile yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and there's bunnies hopping everywhere, cute little mm-hmm. bunnies. Mm-hmm. Um, one open doorway shows the classroom from the opening credits with all the empty cages on the wall that clearly these bunnies once occupied. Mm -hmm. Um, So soon Addie finds Red in another of these classroom spaces and Red monologues some more. And she explains the origin of the tethered. Um, She's really it seems like she's kind of speculating, but she says that they were created as copies of each human, but only the body was copied, not the soul. um, So that the two human bodies were tethered by that link um, and that the reason for creating the tether was they were hoping to control the humans above like puppets using the tethers below but it didn't work and the tethered were abandoned underground to just go crazy so um, the uh and during while she's giving this monologue it cuts back and forth and we see the the opposite the things that addie observed in the beginning of the film when she was walking down boardwalk of all of these people doing different things and behaving different ways around her it's cutting back and forth between those behaviors up above and then the tethers of those people down below doing these like upsetting unnatural jerky bizarre versions of what the um the humans on the surface are doing so Mm -hmm. there's that that duality occurring like even in just their behavior at any given moment the tethers are like kind of bound to do the same thing below Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that their counterparts are above Um, and so that's that's pretty upsetting (laughs) yeah they're definitely creepy for sure um red and during her monologue red's um uses the phrase god brought us together that night because she talks about her herself and Addie being special and we see again the man with the jeremiah 11:11 11, 11 sign and so i don't know if this is part of your fun facts but um the bible verse for jeremiah 11:11 11, 11 is uh, therefore thus saith the lord behold i will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape and though they shall cry unto me i will not hearken unto them so it's like a, it's like a threatening Bible verse Mm -hmm. um, that really aligns with um, the idea of the tethered coming after the people above, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, And uh, so, and in, as again, Red's telling the story, telling the story, and we're seeing young Addie's um, tether, finding the pathway out of their below ground space, um, above ground, and the moment when she meets Addie in the funhouse. Um, So, Red continues talking. She describes how she never stopped thinking about their meeting and how eventually the other Tethers realized that she was different and saw her as their savior. Um, They were inspired by Addie's Hands Across America t-shirt from her childhood, and they begin to make plans to make a statement to the whole world that it was the Tethers' time to be free above. Um, monologue finished Red and Addie begin to fight eventually Addie is stabbed in the gut with Red's scissors but in the end Addie runs Red through with the fireplace poker and then finishes the job breaking Red's neck with the chain of her handcuffs because she's still got the handcuffs on
0: yeah she's had them the whole time the whole time yeah
1: Um after Red is dead Addie finds Jason hiding in a locker and she's like so relieved and thrilled and everything but Jason is kind of acting strange toward her at this point like he's suspicious out. yeah mm-hmm. um and she's like no no it's me it's fine baby it's like we're going to be okay and everything but he's like But who are you, really? Yeah, acting. He definitely feels like something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So up above, they get back to Gabe and Zora, and the family drives off in an abandoned ambulance, leaving the line of tethers uh, on the boardwalk behind. As Addie drives, we return to her memories, and we see the truth. That when Addie first met her tether in childhood, the tether choked her out and dragged her below. It was the tether that returned to Addie's parents up above, unable to speak, and the real Addie remained below to become red. Uh, the closing image is an aerial view of the landscape and the miles and miles of tethers standing hand in hand. Um, and, you know, helicopters flying over and smoke billowing up so from the clear, <laughs> clear devastation that's occurring um, in this widespread attack. Mm-hmm. And Jason is still onto her.
0: Yeah, he's like kind of side-eyeing her. Yeah. <laughs> She's
1: yeah. driving. Mm-hmm. She's like, like smiling this? like everything's She's good. Like, he's fine. like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to pull my Chewbacca mask down. I love that he's holding a bunny in that moment, too. Yeah. He brought mm-hmm. one back His up from him. little bloody
0: rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: that's the end. That's us.
0: That was a really good synopsis. Thank it's you. attention to detail. Yeah, hopefully it wasn't. What lot. are we at? Oh, we're at 50 minutes. That's not too bad. Okay, no, so
1: Meredith, no, that, did you think this was scary? I...
0: Their parts are definitely like ooh yeah, but you know, nerve wracking, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I would say yeah, sure. It, it was it had a lot of really good suspenseful moments, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun and smart, and a lot of great tension building and mm-hmm. uh, comedy that broke the tension that was so well done because obviously Jordan Peele is a comedian as well, and mm-hmm. he's he's so funny, uh, so of course it would be very you know funny, and yeah. and, and fantastic, so. I think that I mean while I was it, you feel conflicted watching some of this the parts of this movie especially when um, Josh and Kitty get killed because yeah. you're you're like oh my god but also laughing right <laughs> cuz yeah. it's ridiculous so funny yeah yes and suddenly there's the twins and they're stabbing and Kitty's reaching up for help as Tex who's um Tex is Josh's counterpart right and he's reaching down, but faking her out. And it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, he like, does that, oh like, my God.
1: like, the hand across the side of his head. Yes, hand <laughs>
0: and it's such a, like, nod to the 80s. And yeah. it's, it's hilarious. And, you know, and then she's saying, call the police, and it's fuck the police. And you're like, oh, my God. And she's like, gurgling. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this is actually horrible. Holy shit. And the everything's white in their house. Like, mm-hmm. the gra- the carpet's, like, white and perfect. And there's just blood splattered everywhere. Um <laughs> I just found the family the Wilson family delightful I love them yeah. I loved them so much they're Abraham, such pieces of oh, shit yeah. like. <laughs> Abraham was scary and grunty and he was fighting Gabe and it was just he's like okay no I'm serious you, you yeah. gotta stop Please <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing I'm around I'm not playing around and he keeps like offering him things and and Abraham's like uh, and he's like oh my god he's like i'll go to an atm he's like, uh, like i'll just give you you know we this is our summer house we don't have a lot here and, um yeah i just found it great and i went and recommended it to everybody oh everybody like, you've got to watch this it's yeah so it's so great it's, it's so smart it's so yeah smart funny scary elevated horror mm-hmm. that you with you know but not it didn't feel overly pretentious, like no, it was. You know. yeah. it was just so original.
1: <laughs> yes, did you think it was scary? I definitely think I did. They, um, the scene that I would say was probably the scariest, um, in my opinion, was when the family first um, show, when the tether family sh- first shows up at their house.
0: Oh, definitely. And so, like
1: the it's a blackout. There's this family standing in their driveway, and at this point, we um, when you're seeing it for the first time. Um, you don't have any context for this yet and so it's kind of like a stranger's vibe or whatever like you're alone in this isolated house mm-hmm. and there are people outside that are clearly nefarious like this is not this yeah. is not good news. Definitely
0: had a man's and family feel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes that's a family and you're like oh my god.
1: Yeah man. and then like you're trying to <laughs> talk to them and they're not speaking mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're attacking the house um, and so all like that scene and then that scene also takes place at night where Which, you know, there's different, uh, I guess the the majority um, of the movie takes place during that one night um, because it's their house and then Kitty and Josh's house before it's day again. Um, But, you know, the while there are the moments of humor, the jokes, the levity in that scene, um, they they don't it's not comedic overall in the way that the attack at kitty and josh's was and so i feel like that scene was scarier and then also um when red is delivering her monologue the way that she speaks and the things that she's describing are really upsetting very horrific um and (laughs) at that point like you you don't know yet what's supposed to happen what's going to happen what this family's intention is Mm -hmm. um and so that unknown element of what's coming also makes that situation scarier. Yeah. And then by the time, you know, you get to Josh and Kitty's house or when you get down below, um, you already know, you know, the art, you know, what's happening, what's going on um, and what what everybody's end game or goal is seemingly. Um, right. But initially, like closer to the beginning, when the scary shit first starts happening, you're like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's happening? Um and then the um, the scene of just Red and Addy down below, um, because again, you get Red's other main monologue. Um, and it, again, it's like the way that she speaks, the voice that she used to deliver uh, Red's lines is um, uncomfortable to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very captivating. Um, and then the story that she's telling, and it's that slow release of information. Mm-hmm. Like this movie does that beautifully. Like you think you know what happened over and over and over again. And every time you get another piece of information, you have to um course correct and like oh that's what happened oh that's what happened mm-hmm. to a revelation at the end which you know i'm sure you had figured out and and maybe a lot of people had started yeah. to suspect there's earlier. a lot of um,
0: like tiny little clues. easter egg kind yeah. of clues
1: hints drops um where yeah even if you didn't know for sure you might have suspected that Addie wasn't Addie yeah um And so that, but I'm sure that there were plenty of people seeing this film that when they got to that moment at the end where it actually showed that it was the tether that returned to Addie's parents, they were like, what the fuck? You know, I'm sure that surprised plenty of viewers because it was done very subtly and yeah. very intelligently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think that there were parts of this that were legitimately scary. But overall, um, the what makes the movie amazing is not the scary side of it, but the, for me, the creativity of the story. Um, and the characters, like, every character, like, you said, particularly Gabe's, but even the kids, like, Zora's character, they, he finds ways to develop them so well with just, like uh, uh, seems like minimal effort, mm-hmm. but even just, like, the little conversation when they're having lunch at the beginning about Zora running track, and yeah. it, it gives you that necessary bit of information that she's athletic that she's a runner that comes into play later Mm -hmm. Um, and because then you also understand that her tether that Umbre would be a runner as well Mm -hmm. and maybe that that's why Red sent them out doing what they did because it was kind of like a competition like your daughter's a runner my daughter's a runner like she should chase her
0: yeah so go
1: run. Yeah. Um, and like that there was a symbolism of her attacking her tether in a way that was unique to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they, they, this, the conversation that they had about her running track earlier and like all the conversations about her wanting to learn how to drive and everything, you know, she, there's such a like, lovely standard close nuclear family Mm -hmm. um that like joke back and forth and um you know care about each other and um so the way that those characters are developed then makes everything else that happens more rewarding Mm -hmm. um, because you see their interactions and those conversations and those topics recurring when the events continue to unfold Um, so that all makes it amazing
0: yes and you know you find yourself really all in with the family pretty early on yes because you find them endearing and fun and like really likable Mm -hmm. and you know there's no point in this movie where I'm like I'm feeling about the Wilsons Oh, you know, you have it coming. Or, yeah. Not to say, I mean, just so honestly, that's how I feel sometimes when I watch scary movies. I'm yeah. like, you're a d- being a bozo. <laughs> like yeah. you're being a dumbass, um, running up the stairs as mm-hmm. someone is,
1: you know, charging into the house, and mm-hmm. you know, you're making really bad decisions. Well, so. when you when you come <laughs> to understand like why the tethers exist, you know that it, it's not the Wilsons' fault. They right. didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and. It, to some extent maybe you're supposed to feel a little bit sorry for the tethers mm-hmm. but they're so creepy yeah that it's yeah. hard to that's true yeah because even when they're showing just all of the random tethers down below mimicking the behaviors of the people above it's upsetting to watch yeah they're jerky movements yeah. they have like grimacing faces. Yeah. Like,
0: like the, even their smiling is like... Yeah, like, they don't grrr, know like how to do it quite smiles. right.
1: They're trying
0: to, and they're trying to imitate it, but it, yeah. they can't get it quite right. I, ke- I felt... Re- I kept focusing on Adelaide's dad character, uh, but mm-hmm. the one, as they're showing the, him handing her the shirt, yes. the dad, who I love him so much, he was in Candyman, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. He was handing little adelaide the shirt and he's kind of grinning a little bit he's like here you go and then down and below mm-hmm. subterranean um adelaide's dad was like grimacing like in a crazy yeah crazy it was terrifying smile and you're like oh what you look crazy yeah <laughs> so um yeah definitely unsettling facial faces and mm-hmm. um, mimicking trying to be what you think it's like to dis- display emotion right but uh but not really not hitting how the mark. <laughs>
1: right? missing, I missing by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you have some
0: fun facts. I do. Well, let me first go back to some of the names of the tethered okay. people. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, so Kitty's tether is Dahlia. Mm-hmm. But that's her name. And I thought that was interesting because of the Dahlia, the black Dahlia, mm-hmm. the that famous case of the woman who was dismembered, had her face all cut up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I assume this was kind of a nod to that because Kitty had, and then Dahlia had some cuts on her face because Kitty had had some work done on her okay. face. So I figured that was kind of related. Mm. And then uh, Josh's tether is Tex, mm-hmm. so he's... The Manson. Yeah, it made me think of, um, or I think it was a, a callback to Tex Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twins there, that was a nod to The Shining, kind of oh, okay. the, them, kind of appearing in the hallway mm-hmm. and, and
1: yeah, I don't think uh, I wrote down what the twin tethers names were though. I don't remember either, <laughs> bet, but they probably, they probably were a, a nod to something, something. Yeah. And then,
0: um, at the, the actual non, the actual, uh, above ground twins, when they had died, they were kind of positioned in similar ways as the, uh, Grady twins in the shining. Oh, really? Which I thought that was kind of, okay. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of references to Jaws because Jason's wearing the Jaws shirt. Uh, Adelaide, when she's very nervous, nervously looking around, is a nod to the Jaws movie when he's looking around waiting for that upcoming shark attack or, uh-huh. that he knows is going to happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's very, very similar. Okay. And then um, what else? Oh, there's a nod to... I've kind of del- delved off into or veered off to uh, nods to other films that Jordan Peele is known for really liking. Oh, okay. So um, f- Friday the 13th, Jason is Voorhees. Jason is the son's name. Okay. And then the mom is a villain. And it's kind of mom. Adelaide and Red kind of are Okay, c- considered possibly, possibly villains in this yeah. movie also. But I do have a lot of um, fun little tidbits of information that uh, you know stuff that uh jordan peele said so he he doesn't like bunny rabbits oh really (laughs) he's like what he's the quote is rabbits are cute and lovable and fluffy and yet if you really get up close and look in their eyes it's like jaws oh (laughs) if you if you put a rabbit brain into a rabbit brain into a human body you'd have a michael myers they don't have any sympathy, empathy, and they would just rip your head off if they could. They scare me. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's rabbit nons all over, you know, rabbit's um, imagery. Mm-hmm. Zora's shirt has a rabbit on it. There's also, um, I think... Another language that means rabbit on her shirt, also. Oh, really? Um, I can't remember which shirt it was. Um, Adelaide's qu- uh, anxiety, or coincidence anxiety. Uh, Jordan Peele says um, it means that there's a certain proximity to your other, your other in the in this okay. movie. Okay. So the um, qu- uncanny coincidences start piling up, mm-hmm. and that's making Adelaide anxious mm-hmm. and nervous. Um, let's see what else. There's the Eleven Eleven Red Ma- Messiah kind of role mm-hmm. in this movie too. Um, so that's kind of you know she's really looked up to, and she was the facilitator of this plan, right? Um, you know, for all the tethers to kind of to resurface and um, claim their claim their spots. dignity and humanity. <laughs> yes. uh, and then there's also the line which I I loved this line, and I thought it was so. Creepy and it makes you wanting. You want to know more. Mm-hmm. Is when um, when Gabe is like, what are you? And she's like, we're Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So it says here. I, I looked at a lot of different articles, and I I wish I could give I give the person credit who wrote this. It was a um, about a different movie or this movie. He said, um, the line here, the line is there to both explain and stoke more curiosity. Here's a line that's going to be debated for years. We're Americans. For Peel, it's a response that raises plenty more things to ponder. It's so satisfying to me in a horror movie when a question is answered, but it only remains scary when it raises many new questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Let's see. He, he, He said, I wanted it to have a moment where she declares pretty early on without saying these words look we're from here we're human beings that are from this soil which of course you find out oh yeah they are and us can apply to anybody um the tethered are a man-made phenomenon mm-hmm. also they are created by the government and he said i wanted to at least infor- inform us Wait, hold on. I wanted to at least inform us in some way that humanity is behind this abomination, yeah. the, the tethered. Mm-hmm. It's part of my ongoing thesis that, we're, that we are the monsters that we're trying to portray in these monster movies. It's us. And the point of horror to me is that we can't go unchecked. And when we don't face our fears or when we suppress our guilt, I think we end up committing atrocities together. Hmm. Um part of this movie is addressing the conspiracy theories of government mind control like fluoride in the water and I thought if there is a group of humans that was powerful enough to create this labyrinth would they not be the same people to try to use a tether to control yeah. so I was like that, that's kind of fun and, <laughs> I yeah. really I find that really interesting um, so instead of the um, I got five on it during their altercation below with mm-hmm. the dance the weird dance yeah It was, they tried to do the nutcracker, but he thought it was too pretentious and it didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then there's also the nature and nurture debate. The duality of the tethered and their above ground counterparts can be read in all kinds of ways. I got this from another um, uh, website. It says... But one of the clearest interpretations is a socioeconomic metaphor. The tethered are a literal underclass without the tools to succeed in the way that their privileged above ground counterparts can. Uh, Peel said this. Mm -hmm. One of the questions raised is privilege. Um, argues Peel, the neglect that the presumption of deserved privilege requires. And when people are on the other side of it, when people have received the rough end of the nurture argument and they rebel or act in violence or commit crimes on that side, is it evil or is it circumstances? Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought um, that was interesting. I always like to hear what he has to say about his movies because I'm just like, wow, that's, you know, I I didn't really think about it. And then I rewatch... And it kind of makes me pay more attention yeah. to I mean, that, that
1: links directly to, you know, one of the main dichotomies of the civil rights movement was that, like, Martin Luther King was, you know... About nonviolent protest, not just because he was a Christian and he was a good man and he didn't want to hurt people, but he recognized that if they acted in any certain way that was perceived as misbehavior, that it would be used against them to support the fact that they didn't deserve equality Mm -hmm. because they were lesser. Like, look how violent they are. Look how blah, blah, blah. Like, that's why they need to be segregated or they need to be controlled. Have a thumb. Exactly. And that's the whole question of. You know, riots, you know, they say that the what is it, the riots are the language of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is the phrase. I'm probably not saying it exactly right. Um, but, you know, people argue against um, using uh, out, outpourings like that because the people that want to continue the oppression can point to that and say, look how destructive these people are. Yeah. And you know, taught- look what they're doing. Just- it's they're violent. Just, they're, you know, yeah. they're, or they're hurting themselves. Like they're destroying their own communities. Like mm-hmm. they're, you know, if you're somebody that's in a position that's actually trying to support the narrative that they're lesser mm-hmm. than another group of people, then that kind of behavior can be weaponized against you.
0: Yes, definitely. And people are like, oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. The yes and yes mm-hmm. um, people. I ha- I got a few other things from IMDB, the, the fun, fun yeah, trivia facts. Yeah, yeah. So, this was fun. He gave the cast 11 horror movie films to watch, so they'd have a shared language. Uh, Jaws, Dead Again, The Shining, The Babadook, It Follows, (gasps) A Tale of Two Cities, The Birds, Funny Games, Smarter's Let the Right One In, and The Sixth Sense. So I was like, I am loving that. That is amazing. What a
1: crazy
0: list. Yeah, it was pretty. I was like, Funny Games, man. I love that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's definitely a psychological. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, Also, the actress uh, Lupita, she, she based Red's voice on Robert F. Kennedy's his um, interesting he has kind of a spasmodic it's called spasmodic dysphonia I, I apologize if I mispronounced he suffers from that mm-hmm. and it's kind of a the how she kind of did that mm-hmm.
1: but um then also the fact it had to that, hurt. I know, probably. You know, if you think about doing mo- many, many takes of those scenes where she's monologuing and she's doing that for a long time,
0: it probably wasn't great. Honestly, no. <laughs> um, the fact that Red is the only tether that can speak English is a, v- a big clue to her true identity. Yeah. Likewise, her voice is—it's hoarse and it's hal- halting quality—is due both to the fact that Red has not h- had to speak to anyone. In probably decades, Mm -hmm. and that her also also her vocal cords were damaged as a child when her double choked her, attacked her, her. yeah. And um, let's see. So then they, her parents took her to therapy after the switch, and they assumed that she um, was silent because of her trauma. But of Mm -hmm. course, it was her tether. Um, So then, also, you know, Kitty tries to make small talk. And Adelaide's like, I just have a hard time talking. Yeah, which kind of is also Literally. little little clues <laughs> with um, who she is really. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Um, so a lot of th- the tethered as they reappear, their their clothing and ha- their mannerisms is kind of a huge nod to what um, Adelaide experienced in her memories. Of- Above ground, before she was imprisoned below mm-hmm. ground, the um, the single glove, which is a big, was a huge fashion accessory of the eighties. It's also mm-hmm. a nod to Freddie, um, you Fre- know, from Freddie Krueger, Fre- yeah. yeah. And then hands across America, and um, you know, which is the huge pop culture event that happened right before she was yeah. taken. And down And the T-shirt that below. she was
1: wearing underneath the Thriller T-shirt that she got at the boardwalk.
0: Right, yeah. And then. Um, let's see, I already mentioned the Shining stuff and um, oh Red mentions God on a few occasions and that is also a huge indication that Red is the real Adelaide Mm -hmm. because the tethered um, would have had no, concept, would have had to no concept or understanding or language to kind of even make a reference to God mm-hmm. so that's kind of also ooh mm-hmm. we know they've been switched and the family oh I thought this was funny when the family is listening to um, I Got Five on it Adelaide is trying to teach her son to get with the rhythm but she is snapping off beat too yeah. and this foreshadowed that she's an escape tethered and she's not quite in tune with the world
1: yeah
0: um, I also saw that there was um oh, the fake out handshake and slicking back his hair, which Tex does mm-hmm. to a dying kitty is a huge it's a very '80s move, and yeah. LA probably probably taught the tethered to do that to bully their their other counterparts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is um, funny because
1: actually a bunch of my students do that now. <laughs> it's it's like, making a comeback. Slicking <laughs> back at my hair. Yeah, um, the psyching each other out thing yeah. is. <laughs> There's
0: also a fun little uh, conspiracy theory okay. that Jason is uh, what someone who was maybe switched at some point also. And that's why he's suspicious of her. Well, that, and then also there's a few references to that. When, when um, he couldn't, you know, snap to the beat either. And he couldn't like his make mother. that magic he trick work. Yeah, he couldn't. He, he's like, I've forgotten. I don't remember how to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe is like, go get the bat. And he's like, I don't, what bat? He, like, yeah. he didn't know where it was. And
1: then, um, I don't know. Just a lot of other things. He wears a mask a lot. And Pluto's face, we didn't mention, but Pluto's face was like badly burned, Mm -hmm. like the lower half of his face. And it almost looked like his lips were burned, closed, maybe Mm -hmm. Um, because, oh, no, does he speak?
0: No, he doesn't. He doesn't.
1: um, Because that would support like if they had been switched, that would be one way how you wouldn't be able to tell because Pluto slash real Jason wouldn't be able to communicate anymore.
0: Right, yeah, and then on the beach, the twins were being little bitches to yeah. him, and he's like, "They're like, what are you doing?" And He's like, "Are you building a castle?" And he's like, "No, I'm building tunnels. Mm-hmm. I'm building tunnels into a fort." Or I can't remember what he said, but he's building tunnels. Yeah. And also, um, Gabe was like, "You know, the last time we hear was when Grandma died, and Jason, he hasn't really been the same, and um, he's been really, he's been
1: different, withdrawn, or yeah, or, yeah."
0: So I was like, "Oh, that's a fun little." Conspiracy. See now, like, I have to go
1: back and watch it again, <laughs> <laughs> and then look for evidence for that. Yeah,
0: and then Zora keeps referencing. She's like Jason's such a weird, being weird. But you, you assume it's just older sibling, yeah. jerkiness. But then yeah. you wonder, oh, maybe there's or something maybe to it. Maybe yeah, he's not. Maybe who he's he just was. a weird
1: little brother. Because she's a, the twins are like, why is your brother like blah, blah blah? And she was like, he just has a hard time focusing. Focusing. Yeah, yeah that's focusing. what she says. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I yeah. had not heard that.
0: So, um, oh, and also his drawing of the man
1: on the mm-hmm. beach is
0: f- from behind him, yeah. which is a
1: weird Like somebody uh, like over his own shoulder, and then yes. he's blocking most of the figure of the man.
0: Yes. And it's also the perspective you get of um, young Adelaide seeing herself, where Adelaide's oh, facing right. the other direction. Think and think it's a mirror, but if she's not
1: seeing her face. She's seeing the back of her head.
0: Yeah. So I thought all of it was really smart. It was fun. If it's not, if if Jordan Peele was like, yeah, no, I would be like, oh, well, it was fun. Well, it lasted. Yeah. But... Um, I thought that was kind of uh, interesting and mm-hmm. intriguing, and I always like to do little cool. rabbit reddit rabbit holes <laughs> when yeah, I'm And I think researching that that's,
1: movies. That would be rewarding <laughs> um, as a, a creative person like that it, because he, he constructed a story and characters and a concept that are so deep and nuanced and interesting mm-hmm. that uh, a concept like an idea that you didn't even think of, the yeah. people that are really paying attention to everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. That they could run with something, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, maybe I didn't think of that." Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's so much depth in, and nuance to the story and the characters. Yes, um, I watched a
0: video. Shoot, I remember. I I hope I, I feel bad for not remembering the the person's name, but it was on YouTube. Just just little things that they noticed about the movie, mm-hmm. and um, one of them was a lot of the weapons chosen were you know things that are used that would you consider um, status symbols like a boat or a, um, golf club. a golf club or a really nice geo that's yeah. mounted, not like a gun or a uh, knife. Yeah. And, or um, there's a, the bat, which is also a nod to Wendy Torrance, by the way. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, but also a bat for like the all American pastime, yeah. like things that are
1: symbols of the scissors um, thing. Like what? I don't I didn't really ever see where that originated, like why that was the weapon of choice um, that Adelaide armed the tethered with. I saw just
0: videos about and, and I read articles and it was like there are two parts and they're put connected together oh, okay. by, a, like, a screw. yeah, And then also the the concept of, like, cutting your tether. Yeah. Like,
1: you yeah, because that was, snapping like, the, the paper doll thing, too. Like, yeah. um, when Red's make cutting paper dolls during her second monologue, and then she, like, has the two remaining at the end, and she, mm-hmm. like, tears them apart. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, that links to the, like, Hands Across America and the pose of all the tethered holding mm-hmm. hands. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think of that, that, that the actual, like, construction of scissors supports that that dual nature thing
0: yeah there's a lot of um I, and, and you know I'm not some kind of genius or anything but <laughs> I watched like videos I I read articles just mm-hmm. talking about the duality that kept popping up yeah. over and over again and very much intentional and you know where you don't even realize it until mm-hmm. you watch it again or someone shows and you're like oh you know that's really I didn't notice that mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean I love this movie so much. I could talk totally. about it for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's, it'll definitely be a favorite of mine for, for years
1: to come. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I think that, did I, I? I've probably told you this that I took, we went to Universal, the scare, the horror nights, yeah. and they had a maze with us.
1: Really? Yeah. It was oh, so good. Oh my God. It
0: was I amazing. don't know.
1: <laughs> they, it, the, I'd be it, so scared. <laughs> the,
0: the entrance was the maze uh-huh. and it had all that and then it had the tethered and it had kitty and josh's scene and oh it was just God. it was really good and then yeah. the house like a rebuilding of the wilson's vacation home okay and, um, it was fantastic it was really good so ah. um, if anyone ever gets the chance i think they usually have a lot of the same movies mm. where it's kind of um you know you can experience it again but yeah it was great very cool it was fun uh, well, good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a break. Yes. Holiday break. Yep. Lots, lots of family We're going to be
1: busy eating figgy pudding. Yep. And, and <laughs> <Yeah>. get <getting> through <laughs> my it. My favorite. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we will be back in January for season four. Yeah. Oh, and my God. We're,
0: <laughs> we're doing the movie. Bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> Katie said something like... Yeah. Se- Season four,
1: bodies hit the floor. <laughs> yes.
0: The very uh, millennial explanation. Absolutely. So this is...
1: um I haven't seen this yet, but I, I had have, have really wanted to. Meredith has seen it and liked it. Victor watched it and had some... Mixed. Less, less enthusiasm. Mixed response. Yeah, so um should be... I'm looking forward to chatting about it, to, to finally watching it and, and chatting about it.
0: Yeah, it was released in 2022. I want to say it's streaming
1: on Paramount
0: Plus, but I'm sure Probably it's somewhere. available yeah. other places. But we'll be yeah. talking
1: about it in Back in January. Next month. So enjoy your holidays, folks. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and everything else. Bye. Bye.